Dom, we've got you on mute, so why don't you unmute yourself? Cool. Are you unmuted, Dan? Yes, I hey. am. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, Ken Vladenkley, thank you for joining us. So, wh where are you dialing in from? I'm in Sydney. Sydney, in the inner west. But it isn't raining. Are you sure you're in Sydney? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Step outside just to make sure. Um, <laughs> Brief break in the weather, which is nice. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's. Uh, oh, look, I, I'm in. I'm in the Gold Coast, so as you know, we've been. Um, we've been getting those torrential downpours as well. So, um, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, <laughs> look, at least you've got some decent weather at the moment there. So, um, look, Dom, thank you for joining. Um, you've had a very interesting career, of which I'm. I'm going to ask you to uh, to, to explain it. But um, we have already introduced you as that you are now ex gourmet wine traveller. Uh, Gourmet Traveller Wine, um, and you've just started with withwine.com. So can you start with maybe just telling us a bit about how you got into the wine industry in the first place, given that you're a journalist? Sure. So um, I my, my um, background beginning is, is music. Mm -hmm. I started, uh, studied high school, after high school, I went straight into studying music. Um, I played guitar for 25 years. There seems to be some sort of link between people playing or being into music and, and wine. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's very true, actually. This, I, it's but, very true. Yeah. Um, and um, basically spent the better part of my 20s um, playing music, touring, um, working various various jobs as well. And uh, towards the end of my 20s, kind of felt the need to settle down a bit, I think. I think I was pretty keen to get my weekends back. Um yeah spend a bit of time at home um you know i think that, that certainly with music you you kind of get to that fork some people are made for it and they just keep going and others like myself just you know while still being creative um want to have a bit more you know i, I guess security and sure you know, stability totally. um so that's what i did and i um you know i guess being um, creative in certain certain aspects, I yeah decided to go back and study communications and, and major in journalism. And while I was doing that, I picked up a a job with a, a distributor importer um, in Sydney. And my so in terms of my wine background, I mean, I was always I was always quite interested in uh, the the process of of wine and kind of you know. You know how how do we all get kind of into it? If you if you're not from a a wine family per se, then you know there's there's a certain sort of romantic element that that attracts people to it. Mm. I think much it's always much more than just the drink itself. Um, it's it's everything that surrounds yeah. it. Totally. Um, yeah. So that was that was kind of it for me. I was it was either go back and study journalism or go into winemaking. And um, you know I think you know sort of being in a relationship and family in Sydney and all that sort of stuff. I um, you know, decided to stick around and, and do that. Um, so yeah, and 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 picked up a job um, with um, Luke Langton, who um, is no longer in the wine industry, but um, uh, Stuart Stuart Langton's um, nephew, and uh, basically was hooked from day one. Um, I think <laughs> quite embarrassingly, I, I, I told this story in front of a, a room full of um, sommeliers a few weeks ago that. Uh, the wine that sort of made me go wow was a, a Pinot Blanc from Marlborough, which <laughs> <laughs> I do love that? Pinot Blanc though. <laughs> yes, of course. No, I, I can't remember what exactly it was. I think it was just the the you know the tension and the the acid and just the 
supreme balance which i hadn't really been exposed to um my you know my parents are sort of you know always drank wine at home and mm. um but you know it was never never the good stuff <laughs> so <laughs> I had that exposure but um yeah and that's sort of what what led me to it and then um yeah, I was doing that for yeah a good good couple of years while I was finishing off my degree, and then by chance, uh, Gourmet Traveler Wine um, was bought out of Bauer Media at the time. So this is in two thousand and fourteen, um, and and they were sort of restructuring their their staff at the time, and I came on board as a as a staff writer when I was just wrapping up my degree. So that was um, yes, very um, fortuitous timing, yeah. I suppose with regards to yeah where my career was headed because um yeah as we know wine media it's um it's extremely niche <laughs> so, yeah. so you would have worked with um with the legendary peter forrestal yes yep. yeah sorry we have Forry on on the show quite a bit um yeah so yep. and so judy saris um mm. she's still there yeah she is yeah. still there so she um, she's the editor in chief yep. at the moment. But she has kind of um, taken a little bit of a step back. I think, um, you know, I, I took over as editor um, just over a year ago, and yeah, she was you know very uh, very conscious of kind of you know I guess after twenty or so years of editing that title of of, of um, giving it a bit of a newer voice. Yeah. So that's where that was sort of headed. Mm. I think your writing's awesome, by the way. I subscribe to Gourmet Traveller Wine. And so here I am just really from that. That's actually why I sent you the message. And I'm like, I need to get Dom on. Why aren't I doing that? Because I think your your, your first uh, preface, whatever you call it, is uh, it's such a great intro to the rest of the stories. And um, I also want to ask you about the South Burnett region later, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, so your writing is very beautiful. And it is important to give a different voice. You know, after two decades, it's nice to change things up a little bit. So. So, um, so you ended up being at Gourmet Traveller Wine for seven years, yeah? Yes, yes, correct, seven years. So, yeah, a very small team um, and, uh, yeah, was sort of variously between writing and um, overseeing the commercial side of it as well, mm. which is quite important, I think, um, especially, I mean, not just in, in media but also in, in wine as well, um, you know, having an understanding of the, all the commercial aspects of it because I think we tend to, or, you know, we tend to glorify media a little bit when it comes to um you know that sort of stuff um but you know at the end of the day it's a, it's a business so it is it um, is but, you, <laughs> but it is a business that you still get to or an industry you still get to you know get, get a lot of your love and get some of your passion you know Definitely. like that you do feel that do you, are there particular wines that you would prefer to write about <laughs> that's a really good question <clears throat> i don't think so i think <laughs> I mean, when I when I came into uh, when it was 2014, 15, when I started, um, there was a real transition starting to take place in how um, I guess I guess how people were not only consuming wine related content, but also how people were, were writing about it. And it was really it was look, it's still that transition phase is still kind of happening in a way, um, but. You know, writers like um, Mike Benny mm. and Payne and and those that were kind of taking taking a, you know a step back from looking at wines in fine detail and explaining, trying to explain people what they were, um, you know, via you know descriptive tasting notes or 
or whatever, um, you know, and really looking at the story behind it for what it is, um, what was kind of starting to take place. And that, that's something that I really bought into, um, which is really important because we've got, I mean, we're obviously very, very fortunate in Australia to have um, sometimes a very frustratingly amount of choice available when it comes to, to wine. Yep. Um, so to be able to taste and write <laughs> about all those wines you know, I think you've got to you've got to be pretty pretty choosy, um, but yeah. Look, what do I? I don't. It's a really good question. I have to say, I don't really like writing about any particular sort of wine. For me, it's about the store. It's it's about the people behind it, which yeah. is more or less what's kept me in the the industry. I think um, I do love wine, but I love talking to the the people the behind people. it. And yeah. there are so many brilliant characters. Mm. sort of up this industry, um, which keeps it interesting. Well, so, yes, there that, are. That's what this show is about, Dom, really. Yeah. Oh, like, exactly. It's, you know, if we had, if we had um, technical conversations about how to make a Chardonnay f- with four or five guests every Sunday, no one would listen in. That's right. It doesn't matter that, you know, it's a, the 2021 Chardonnay that's just come out. And you're like... By the time you get to Grampian's estate or wherever it is you're going, it's that wine's gone probably, you know. So it's it's about who's Tom, you know, Guthrie and mm. what's Grampian's and what's the region like and why do I want to go there and now I've, you know, heard enough, I want to actually spend a whole weekend down there, you know, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that's, and, that, and that's where it needs to go. Sorry, mm. Jules. No, I was saying that, and that is, to Simon's point, that's what we do with this show. It's about, it's about pulling stories out of people, not uh, not technical information. And um, and that's exactly what we're doing here with you. You know, you've, like, how do you, have you just, like, traversed your little wine industry um, at beginning and, and where you're going to next? So so on that, why don't you tell us about your next, your, your new venture with withwine.com? Um, okay, so this is a... It's a bit um, of a different step. I think that anyone that's sort of known me was was a bit surprised by this. But um, I think there's big there's 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 big change afoot when it comes to um, the tech side of the the wine industry, um, not just in Australia but globally as well. So with wine was um, basically founded by um, a guy Richard Owens who is um, ex Apple, right. Uh, so he's, that's his background, and Macquarie Bank, I think, too. Um, and he basically, he was um, really frustrated, I think, you know, visiting places like the Hunter Valley and going to cellar doors and just being thrown a piece of paper to write down notes and sign up to wine clubs mm. and wine. Mm. And yep. his, his thinking was that there's got to be, you know, an app or something for this. Um, so that's kind of how that developed and then I think over I mean look <laughs> I'm going into my fourth week there next week so <laughs> I don't have too much authority <laughs> but um <laughs> he uh, it's it, it has essentially during that time it's kind of turned into a um a software the director consumer software option for wineries mm. and through that evolution they've um built um a, a consumer app as well which is facilitating wine tourists um and i've been brought on to um basically develop all of their content moving forward which is wow. a huge job 
it uh, is a big job. So I guess you know they're they're basically startups. So um, mm -hmm. you're, you're you're doing all this from scratch. So you'll be doing like digital wine lists and like what's what explain more of the, the, the content itself. Correct. Um, well, look, I mean, in terms of in terms of yes, uh, tasting lists and things like that. So the app is um, still in its beta stage, but um, it's launching in October, and the idea is to you know more or less have just about every winery in australia on there with with some sort of um function i suppose but it's also with it's um in california as well and new zealand um and in terms of content i think that there's a real opportunity my my sort of bugbear i suppose with with wine media in australia is that it's kind of People, you know, people have uh, consuming it in in a multitude of ways, but no, the publishers are not really sure how to get or attract a newer audience. And mm -hmm. I think that um, there's there's two ways we can go about it. Is is one exploring platform options, which is what you guys are doing, which is fantastic. Um, it's you know so good to see so many different um, podcasts as well. Kind mm, yeah. Of um, but also the language that we speak to people, uh, as I was saying before. Um, so the idea is that we have a whole heap of, um, you know, wines available for, for people to purchase through the app, but also engage them with with regular wine content as well. The stories behind the industry, educational kind of stuff too. Um, and that sort of, you know, would give us a bit of a competitive edge, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll, so, it'll be it'll be cool to sort of like follow it through and see what what ends up coming. Yeah. How many how many wineries have you have you enlisted? It's about seventy at the moment. Right. Okay. Cool. And covering yeah. all regions around Australia, or is there more, maybe more from one uh, particular area? There tends to be more in sort of yeah Hunter Valley and yeah and yeah I thought so. Um, as the nature of these things <laughs> tend to evolve. But um, no, definitely, definitely everywhere is the plan. So I think it's quite exciting to see that more and more of these sort of apps coming out that are just obviously just very wine specific because yeah. it proves that the consumer, you know, the, the, the drinker, I guess you, you would call it, we are actually changing. We're becoming more and more wanting to know more and more about it. You know, it's it's not about, yep, I love to drink that and from that region and that's it. People actually are getting genuinely interested in the whole experience and viticulture as well. You know, it's not just drinking it because it's nice. And this is this is just proof, you know, all of these, there are so many different apps out there and a lot of it is so you can get direct from the winery. And it's really not to push out the middleman so much as it's so that you can have exposure to certain wines that otherwise you wouldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> I probably couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> I, think, I think more and more people are um, uh, wanting to expand their repertoire of wines, you know, so... They're willing to try a Pinot Blanc from Marlborough, you know, like they're, they're willing to to try stuff they can't even pronounce, you know. Yeah. It's it's, um, and so awesome. I was chatting to someone uh, yesterday, and it's, you know, we we need to, um, one of the great things is building that palate um, memory and palate library, you know, of of tastes and and smells, and because in in the rest of our life, when it's not one, there are smells that remind you of of certain things you know that it'll take you back to a period and, and, a, and a place in time you know 
it might be literally smelling time and you smelt it at your grandmother's place or whatever. You know, yeah. it's the same with wine. It's just we get right. a bit scared about, um, you know, trying to find the right label for what we think we're smelling and if, if people kind of get worried that they're going to say the wrong thing, but there is no wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, that's right. And that's one of the, that's one of the you know, beautiful things about wine. I think that that whole, that whole sensory thing going on is, is, is one of the, you know, many ways to sort of attract, you know, a newer generation of wine consumers. And I know that, you know, it's, it's difficult as well because we know that they're sort of, they're not drinking as much, which is, which is great. It's you know, the health, the the health, health and well-being focus is really important. But mm. um, it's also there's there's there is really something um, you know how like how good is a good wine? Um, there's yeah. an, the reality. There's kind of there's something like hauntingly like uh, human about it, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, it's a very ancient, very ancient thing. I think that we, we've, we've, you know, when it comes to you know, a- attracting newer people to to consume wine, we've got to really send that message out because it's not it's not just stuff that you pick up from the bottle shop. Um, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's just been made in a lab. It's actually it's nature being crafted into a bottle to yeah. it, that that actually talks about a, an actual place that it's yeah. come that's been grown in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. So um, anyway, interesting times. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a, I've got a bit of a random one for you. Um, in the in the recent, well, the, 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 yeah, pretty much the, the recent um, publication of Gourmet Traveller Wine, mm. uh, you were putting in the you know the cellar door winners um, around Australia, and yeah. the South Burnett wine region was one of the regions. And I hadn't even heard heard of South Burnett until oh, like, quite literally, it was probably only about three or four months ago, um, where I was contacted because of the show to go and spend a weekend there. And uh, and I ran the show from there and and had this, and I was put up for this wonderful weekend because they want to be known for doing more than, you know, great mushrooms and great bacon and great and great peanuts. So, uh, and it is a spectacularly beautiful area. So, um, so I did see, so I actually, Kingsley Grove Estate, which won the bestseller door, for Gourmet Wine Traveller, um, and they were one of the guys. And so and I was like, thinking that's really interesting. Now, the article that uh, that was in in the magazine, and it just started, just started me thinking, why, is, why aren't other people really writing about these, you know, these other areas? Like Granite Belt got a mention in there. That's absolutely cool. And, like, and they really did, like, traverse the country and got to as, as, as many of the most random wine regions as possible. But why do you think, after being seven years, you know, with, with them, that it's very rare, out, it's really rare for people to talk about the wine regions outside of the big major ones? Like you could pretty much make it five that are mainly that take up like ninety percent of all wine talk. <laughs> okay, sorry, was that a so tough one? Simon's so sitting like there part question. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. It it was, wasn't it? Sorry. No, no, not at all. I, look, it's it's about <laughs> discovery, isn't it? People, people want new places to go, and I think that um, part of my charter as 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 editor at Gourmet Traveler Wine was was really. Um, you know, helping people find new places to discover wine because, you know, in the back of my mind, I was very aware that we're talking to um, people who've been reading the publication for a long time. They've all been to the Barossa and they've all been to the Hunter Valley. And we're 
it's really it's, it's important to keep people interested, I suppose. Um, no, I've never been to South Burnett, so we were sent one of our um, great young writers, Alex Mitchison, who's also yeah. based on the Gold Coast, uh, to go and, and check that out. And he was, yeah, thoroughly impressed, just like yourself, Jill. I think uh, there's a, you know, there, there can be a little bit of a reluctance to to get to some of these smaller places because people know that they're there and sometimes you sometimes they just need you know a bit of uh a bit of a push and um a bit of validation i suppose when it comes to you know actually checking it out so the fact that it's you know in paper or online and someone's recommended it is kind of able to start heading out there and that and that's how these things evolve yeah and um you know i think that uh there's, there's you know it's sort of how it's got to be done really so it's actually um it is quite nice to know that it will still be ever changing like you know little we think that you know we discovered all the wine region in australia thus far but there will be more that you know just come along i mean simon mentioned earlier that you know like we're talking about henty it's like this you know this tiny little place but because of its elevation produces great fruit these sort of places will come around and that's how south burnett really started with their wines like they are such a young wine growing area like so young it's like 15 years 10 15 yeah. years so there's another region in queensland called the scenic rim and this place is gorgeous there i've been to a few of the wineries they do lovely wines great tempranillos um but what's really fascinating is um uh, last year's lonely planet you know how they bring out the top 10 most beautiful places in the world it was number seven is the the scenic rim yeah and i'm like oh my god that's insane that's like an hour from me and it, it is it's beautiful like it is stunning it's like mountains meeting lakes and you wouldn't believe that you're only an hour from the gold coast but it's um number seven of lonely planet so so these are the things that i'm like it, this this information should be out there for people because it's yeah. like you know you don't mm. just go to surface paradise <laughs> well no one does it anymore anyway but you know it's like it's putting these gorgeous places on the map that otherwise you would just never go through yeah absolutely and i think that that's how that's how these discoveries are made and with that um you know maybe maybe the wine quality of these you know smaller regions isn't quite up to the the standards that you know are produced in the in the larger regions which is totally fine because that's absolutely. how absolutely mm. and uh you know the more people know about it the the, the more interest that comes from yeah. producers i think roles. i think when you know, we talk about it on the show, or you write about it in in a you know mag like Gourmet Traveller Wine. It gives people some validation that there actually is some good wine happening there. It's not it's mm, not yeah. such a risk to kind of well, will I bother going there? Is it going to be really crap, or is it actually mm. no? It's really good. You know, it's known for this. Yeah. You know, like you say, it's, um, Tempranillo. You know, the producers doing good things because it suits the climate. Yeah. That's right. And, and then that also, that, that comes back to the argument around experience as well, which I think is, you know, basically 100% how we need to engage uh, wine consumers mm. uh, rather, rather than telling them how a wine tastes and, and slapping a number next to it. It, it all really comes back to having a, a positive experience because even, you know, even if you're in the scenic rim um, and drinking a, a Tempranillo uh, that's is maybe not the best made, for instance, but in that moment, in that yeah, place, yeah. time. Well, uh, maybe it's just because it's such beautiful scenery. Anything yeah. that you're drinking or eating just tastes good. <laughs> but... That goes back to your sensory memory, and uh, mm. yeah, yeah, that's 
that's the important part. So, that's it. it. Um, Dom, thank you so much. <laughs> I, 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 I've just realised that we've actually kept you a long time and you did need to be gone by 10.30. Um, <laughs> so thank you very much for that. That's a, I love that you've just been sitting at Cardiva in part of all of that. I have wanted to chat to you about your days at Gourmet Travel. I really have. And uh, you've given us a great insight and overview to that and good luck with um yeah, with wine.com i can't wait to hear more about it let me let me know when you re- reach like you know when it's out of beta and when you're reaching certain points and we'll get you back on the show and you can tell us what's going on sounds good thank you so much for having me guys thanks tom